0: This came across my Instagram a few weeks ago. Um, it's from Pete Cesaro, and it's the challenge of rhythms and how, you know, we move between doing and being in our rhythms. And there's a great list there, including this one, which I think is the best spelling mistake ever, because I would take dessert over the oh desert any day. <laughs> I'm always dessert. Like, that's like, <laughs> there's, no, there's no swing in between city and dessert. That's <laughs> um, But I just thought it would be fun to look at this list today and it will lead to my thoughts on this passage. But um, uh, just to do a couple of them and think about your week this week. So maybe think about uh, this one. Were you more engaged or were you more let go this week? What was your rhythm? Did you swing engage side or let go side? Um, I love this one. Did you swim more or did you float this week? Float, swim being the do, float being the be. Did you press forward or wait? And now this isn't, they're not like you only did one, obviously. There may have been days that you had both of these sides. I just love this list though because the words just send me in all sorts of directions thinking about different situations. This one uh, is very, what's it called, appropriate right now, um, expand or contract and they gave the words spring and winter to give you a sort of a mental picture of that process of expanding and contracting so i found as i shared this with the elders and i shared it i think at um friday morning youth group i was doing a lot of like because doing's not bad right like sometimes we have to do like i was doing a lot of that kind of (laughs) i could hear myself on reflection afterwards because i am a type a personality i you know when people use that saying, are you a human doing or a human being? And I'm like, of course I'm a human doing, it," but it sounds like it's the negative side of those two things. Um, I'm a recovering people pleaser, so that just like uh, goes right into the doing side of things. And I definitely know that I re-energise by being... Around people and often a being person or these be things um, are shown as like things that you got to do by yourself and I'm like it just goes against my natural (laughs) like personality to want to embrace this kind of solitary um, recharging thing so I I was thinking more about this and my conversations with people and then I listened to David's message on uh, from last Sunday which was on this passage and I was like oh Good because I'm like, I love this passage. It's just a list of doing. Like, it's, it's, it's for me. Like, you know, don't you love it where scripture just backs you up <laughs> and makes you right? <laughs> no, that's a joke. Okay, uh, so I was like, yeah, this is great. You know, rejoice. Don't be anxious. Pray. And then it says, do it with thanks and petition, you know, and it says, think about these things. It's like all these actions things. And it's like, this is a list for me, you know, like a do it. And then David did his message. I don't know if you guys have ever had like an earthquake moment with scripture where you've read something so much and you think you know what it is. And then all of a sudden someone says something and it's like, <laughs> like this earthquake comes. He said, there's four little words. No, first of all, he talked about that verse. Do not be anxious about anything. He said, you may send it sometimes or people use it as a club sometimes. And it's like, don't be Don't be anxious, Don't be worried do this and I'm like I've I've sent this verse Marie I've sent this verse to Marie in my prayer pod I'm like I wasn't wanting to use it as a club like I wanted to encourage her and and um David said because there's four little words that come before do not be anxious can you guys see what the four little words are the Lord is near I'm like I have never notice that that is the context for the verse that comes after it. When I send people this verse, I should be sending them, the Lord is near. I'm like, these verses went from doing verses to being verses. Like This passage is about being in Jesus' company. It's like being in his presence. It's it's not a doing list. <laughs> so I then... You can put the next slide up. I then have been doing, in general, some reading, but this week it's forced me into some more reading about doing mode and being mode. And, um, you know, Tom has been introducing us to a lot of brain science stuff this year, and we've been doing the joy things. I'm not necessarily going to speak to this slide, but I know some of you operate better when you can read the lists Um but this is some of the things that I learned about doing and being modes this week. There are two brain modes that we operate in. And it's a bit like um, when you drive a car around a city. You change modes and gears a lot, but you're not in two, two gears at once, usually. Okay? You're usually in, so we switch between these two gears as we go. So here are some things that I learned about doing and being modes. Doing and being modes have nothing to do with whether they accompany activity or no activity. You can have activity and no activity in both, okay? Being mode is not this special state where you all of a sudden have no activity. And doing mode is not necessarily a mode that causes problems. It's when we get into driven doing that we start to run into problems, so I'll talk about that in a moment. So, the doing mode. The job of this mode is to get things done, uh, to achieve particular goals that the mind has set. These goals could relate to the external world, like, I'm hungry, I need to make a meal, I do it. Or it could be about our internal self, like trying to or working towards feeling happy, not making mistakes, whatever it is. The being mode is about disengaging from the busy and it can focus fully on the present moment and experience and interact with all the senses and emotions that are part of the here and now. So obviously they have a different time focus. In doing, we often um, are trying to work out how we're going to act based on things that we know from the past and things that we're looking towards in the future. We're weighing up things, we're trying to reach a goal and we use memories, we use um, experiences that we've had and we work out how to proceed with that. As a result, you know, our mind travels a lot in doing mode, okay? It goes forward, it goes back. Um, It's always working in, in doing mode. In contrast, being mode... Uh, should be and is the nothing-to-do, nowhere-to-go mode. You can focus fully on the present, moment-by-moment experiences, whatever's happening right here, right now. So, in doing mode, we ask, how are we going? How are we going with reaching our goals? How are we progressing? How are we moving towards that? And in doing that, we often shed, like, emotions because we want to get there, right? We don't let emotions mess up our getting to the goal. Whereas in being mode, because we have this, like, sense of freedom, we can uh, experience uh, fresh experiences, fresh emotions, we can let things unfold the way that they're meant to unfold. That brings us to, then, the doing, the... What's it called? Driven doing mode. OK, so we can see that the doing mode's not necessarily... Uh, a problem, except for when the doing mode volunteers for a job that it just can't do, all right? So when it's trying to solve something that you really can't and you go into driven mode. And we start feeling things like have to, must, should, ought to, need to. Now, this is where, back to the Philippians page that you're holding in front of you. There's that verse in the uh, verse 7 that says... Don't be anxious, da da, da 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 but the peace of God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts, your minds in Christ Jesus. That verse sounds the complete opposite to being in a place of I must, I have to, I should, I need to, right? It's, it's the complete opposite of driven doing. It's a being passage. <laughs> and this piece, Scruff in his message when he shared this passage in, in Stratford talked about shalom peace the completeness shalom being peace that comes with being complete and when you are sitting with Jesus in the presence of Jesus you are in right relationship with him you have it's the job has been done the relationship is complete he's done all the work there is no should have to must or to you are in the presence of Jesus who died for you who died for your sins he 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 finished it all that he brought and sits with you in that piece of relationship. So there goes my doing from that verse. And then the next, I'm like, but verse 8, come on. There's like all these thinking and instructions. But what happens in driven doing mode is the currency that your mind goes into is that you're so busy thinking about how to solve a problem or take yourself to a place where you shouldn't be that your thoughts and concepts start appearing to be real to you whether they are or not. The anxiousness, the worry, the solutions that you're coming up with in your own uh, mind, they become real. And equally, um, your mind turns to just pulling things from different experiences you had and and trying to make them fit into a place that they don't fit. So you read verse 8. Finally, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. It is like the antidote for driven-doing mode. It's if you sit in Jesus' presence and you think about who he is, how lovely he is, how pure he is, how right he is, and all the parts of his character that fit into excellent and praiseworthy, that driven-doing Thoughts and, and solutions just evaporate or they be replaced with correct thinking. So we get to the last uh, part of this, which is... Uh, no, wait, I'm going to save that last part just a minute. Then, so then this whole thought of being near God and who God is brings us to the being mode side of things. I forgot about the being side of mo- mode... The being mode is all about acceptance. It's about being um, in a place where you can accept what is happening. And this actually brought me back, Scott, to the week that we shared about lament, right? And the moment of feeling, the moment of expressing where you are is experiencing those emotions in the moment and and being with God in those is this acceptance of, of where you are. And the willingness and allowing to let that be is part of being mode. This allowing comes when we realise we can't solve every problem, we can't necessarily get to a place of um, everything being tied up in a nice little bow um, when we want it to. But we have to sit in timing with God and sit in the moments with him and let him feel these things. So the article that I was reading, one of the articles I was reading summarised at the end this thing called doing mindfully and I was like, yes i finally get to have some part of this doing okay <laughs> and it was basically taking i think this these verses and we can workshop this in a minute thank you for all being part of my working out my brain this morning this this these verses are doing mindfully right they're not sit and do nothing they're not do everything yourself they're sit and do something mindfully and it's like bringing the two these two modes together My thought when I read this stuff, though, was I don't know how people who don't know Jesus do this because when I sit and I be and I sit and I let the emotions sink in and I feel, it's because I have hope in Jesus, it's because I have his presence, it's because he has completed the peace in me that makes that even possible. And so stepping back in the context of Philippians, and this being instructions to a church on how to be a church and how to be together and how to be in the world, that's the part that just says to me, that is what the world will look at us and see. They will see us doing mindfully, but not just because it's a good thing to do for our mental health, but because we can do it sitting in Jesus' presence with the hope that he gives us, with the peace that he gives us, and that will make our... Um, existence and our the way we move through the world different to to anyone else who's trying to find peace in these modes Um, the last verse sorry this is where I jumped ahead to is whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me put into practice and the God of peace will be with you I asked Tom if I could use this. He said, do you want context? I said, no, don't mess, my, don't mess up my illustration with context. I, <laughs> but he, he, he can possibly talk to this. But I pulled off for his Instagram post because while I was, yeah, while I was preparing this, this came uh, across Instagram. And so whether it's right or not, <laughs> but for me, this was like um, a perfect moment of like, see what I do, do what I do, you know, follow me, just like Paul was saying. And and it, to me, it was like as if Tom was like in a moment of mindful doing because you're in down in Florida with Jared and all that's going on and you're walking, I imagine, across the parking lot, right, to the hospital from what I... And you have the presence of mind to... See a rainbow, but see it for what it is, you know? And this, is, and, and this speaks to God's faithfulness, all the things that you wrote here, but it also speaks to um, being able to mindfully walk through with Jesus near. Um, and for me, that's like the see what you do, follow me, go do it type thing. Um, so don't ruin it for me if this is... <laughs> But, yeah, because I just thought it was a perfect example of, like, where this passage wraps up. So that's my thoughts, my muddled thoughts from this week on being and doing. I don't know if anyone has anything to uh, throw back, throw out into the conversation.